Season 3, Episode 65, here on the second week of Oscar Stupidity. <laughs> and uh, it gets even better. You know, it's getting close to, you know, actually today, uh, as a finish-up, getting the post-production done on the uh, on the podcast. It's today. It's April Fool's Day. And it's uh, Pancho Guerrero's birthday. So today, he finishes up 30 years and begins his 31st year. So he's officially aging now, I guess. And so, um, I, I would have been, I would have loved to have overnighted him the um, chocolate penis that we talked about in the show. But we'll have to wait till you know, maybe his 32nd birthday. Now, I've got something to plan for. Well, anyway, that and more stupidity awaits. Well, thank you for joining me in my stupid world. I'm Insane Eric Lane on our weekend episode, full of stupidity. I don't think we could top the midweek bonus episode, though, with all the Oscar stupidity going on out there. <sighs> but we'll do our best. You know, I can tell you, this has definitely been a week of five-star stupidity. I, I didn't even have to pick half of it. It just came to me, you know? So... If you're checking this out for the first time, give it a good listen, give it your best critique, and please give it a five-star rating, because I get the five-star stupidity here, okay? I don't settle for anything less than that. And of course, you can also write a really stupid review of the podcast. I'd love to read it. I might even read it on the upcoming episodes. You never know. But more than anything, please don't be stingy with your stupidity. Share the episode with someone that you think is stupid enough to like it. Okay? And then subscribe, too, because you can get your stupid fix the next time we drop out an episode, which will probably be next week, our midweek bonus episode that features the insane week in review and our genius awards <clears throat> for the stupendous stupidity, of course. And you don't want to miss out on what's happening behind the scenes, so get yourself that uh, Telegram Messenger app and join an Insane Eric Lane Stupid World channel. If you've never heard of either one, well, go to t.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. You can get a preview of what it looks like and even download the Telegram Messenger app for your phone or your PC or <clears throat> wherever you want to put it. They've got all the platforms, okay? So check it out. Oh, and if you are listening... Uh, on uh, your Facebook, if you have the, the mobile Facebook app, you can also uh, go to my Facebook page, at Insane Eric Lane, because the mobile app version has a podcast tab. So you can subscribe right off of your Facebook. Yeah, isn't that nice? They don't have it yet for the, uh, the, 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 the dummy desktop version, I guess, you know. Maybe it'll be coming soon, I don't know. <clears throat> well... Here's something that's uh, probably coming. The next level of um, <clears throat> homophobia. I don't know what you call that. I don't know how stupid you can make this anymore. You can't make this anymore stupid, frankly. There's an animal shelter near Charlotte, North Carolina. Or is it South Carolina? One of them Carolinas. This animal shelter says somebody brought their dog in and left them there <clears throat> because they think their dog is gay. <laughs> the idiots that left him said that he tried to mount another male dog so that was it they don't want him anymore I seriously hope these people don't have children the dog's name is Fezco 
He's about four or five, medium-sized dog. The shelter says he's great with people and very friendly, obviously. The good news is they don't think he'll be there very long. Yeah, it sounds, sounds like lots of people want to adopt Fezco, the gay dog. <laughs> he might even get a TV show sometime. Who knows? Oh, boy. Anyway. Okay, yeah, I will, I will put a picture of Fezco in our uh, Insane Airplane uh, Stupid World Telegram channel so you can get a picture. And uh, if you want to adopt Fezco, you know, why not? Okay. Um, uh, you, now, <clears throat> here's another stupid reality. It seems now you can get addicted to medical marijuana. Who knew? <laughs> Harvard researchers found many people given a medical marijuana card to ease pain, anxiety, or depression symptoms became addicted to the drug. And they didn't experience any improvement in their symptoms. In addition, those using the drug for relief of anxiety or depression symptoms were at their greatest risk for developing cannabis use disorder or addiction. So there's a co-author of the study, Jody Gilman, who says, Our study underscores the need for better decision-making about whether to begin to use cannabis for specific medical complaints, particularly mood and anxiety disorders. There needs to be better guidance to patients around a system that currently allows them to choose their own products, decide their own dosing, and often receive no professional follow-up care. This is, I think, courtesy of the University of Duh. Oh, and subsequently, in addition to flaming Hot Cheetos, symptoms include mood and sleep difficulties, restlessness, and impulsively buying multiple fish albums. Oh, well, this, I guess, might mean then we've got to go to other means <coughs> of psychedelics. Like sampling the venom of a desert toad. Now, this has led users such as Hunter Biden and Mike Tyson. They've had to report feelings of eternal bliss <coughs> and ego death. <coughs> but the explosion of toad venom has experts alarmed that the species won't survive the demand. The Sonoran Desert Toad is believed to be the only amphibian that produces the hallucinogenic MEO-DMT venom, which is increasingly being touted as an effective treatment for mental disorders and addictions. So, goodbye marijuana, hello toad venom. The toad is listed as threatened in New Mexico, where it remains vulnerable to poachers and rustlers. It uh, hasn't been found in the wild in California in decades, according to the New York Times. That there's a perception of abundance, said Robert Villa, the president of the Tucson Herpetological Society. But when you begin to remove large numbers of a species, their numbers are going to collapse like a house of cards at some point. Toad venom proponents are divided between those who insist that <clears throat> milking straight from the source is the only way to smoke up and those who advocate a synthetic version of the venom. Now, synthetic 5-MeO-DMT is just as good, says Anna Maria Ortiz, a doctoral student at the University of Wyoming, or I should say University of Wisconsin, who is studying the species. People need to leave the toads alone. Look, the only frogs I even cared to mess with 
were the big bullfrogs in my grandmother's cow pond that we would go gigging so we could have some fried frog legs in Arkansas. I didn't get high off of them, but they sure tasted a lot like chicken. I don't know. With all that's happening in the world right now, I got to be honest. Though. I mean, I'm, I'm not that concerned with the plight of the Sonoran Desert toad. I mean, the stuff is so popular. There may be a psychedelic toad venom variety of Mountain Dew. Well, from uh, frogs to beavers. Yeah, uh, you know, beavers haven't been in London for over 400 years. But now, the little furry overgrown rodents are being reintroduced to the UK. The pair of beavers were released into a designated enclosure on Forty Hall Farm in Enfield. The beavers are part of a two-year plan by Enfield Council to combat the increase in major flash floods that have become a problem in the city in recent years. It's hoped that the reintroduction of beavers means the animals will build dams and restore habitats that will slow down and filter the water in the city's wetlands, which officials hope will lead to reduced downstream flooding. The city officials have named two of them Justin Beaver and Sigourney Beaver. How long did it take them to come up with that? They say the beavers can help with this life-threatening situation. They've even released a public service jingle. Beavers on the storm The scientists have warned That Londoners may drown If the beavers aren't around Justin Bieber got the call and Sigourney tagged along Keep the beavers on the storm Keep the beavers on the storm Beavers on the storm Well, from flooding to major storms one of the reasons I probably enjoy living in Pennsylvania as much as I do is because we don't get near as many tornadoes as we did when I lived in Arkansas. And the recent storms that came barreling through Texas certainly were no match for one 2004 Chevy Silverado. I don't know if you saw this video, but it's pretty amazing. It was filmed by storm chaser Brian Imfinger that shows this whopping massive tornado coming across a highway flipping the truck on its side, spinning it around a full 360 degrees as the debris from a mobile home is flying all around it. Then, miraculously, the truck manages to get sucked up and plopped right back down on all four wheels, and it drove off seemingly unscathed. It's a pretty amazing video. It's a story about a red truck and a tornado. I cannot believe they drove away like that, M. Finger wrote in his tweet documenting the insanity. Storm chaser Marcus Reynolds told the Fort Worth Star-Telegram that the driver was a teenage boy who only suffered a cut on his arm. The large, large storm system full of wind and hail and tornadoes barreled its way through Texas and Louisiana with millions between the two states under tornado watches. And after the video went viral, the folks at Chevrolet saw the video and they announced... They're giving that kid a replacement truck free of charge. Now, that's how you earn yourself a new vehicle, baby. You survive a tornado. 
Yeah, I'm impressed. When a teenager can pull off a successful left-hand turn, this is amazing. <laughs> I mean, this has got all the makings of a killer farmer's insurance commercial. You just wait. It's going to be there. You watch for it. It'll be in that farmer's museum. You know, that, that ball guy is going to be showing it off to somebody. He wasn't chicken about it at all, man. Actually, I did hear that, you know, you see the truck drive off out of view of the camera, and uh, the kid actually said he didn't keep driving. He eventually pulled further down the road and off to the side and just stopped. Probably got out and kissed the ground and said a prayer. Now, he wasn't chicken at all. Those tornadoes, they don't phase Texans. But there's a woman in Cleveland, Ohio, who was so upset over chicken she called 911 because she got shorted at her local KFC, and apparently the management was of no help. She told the 911 dispatcher, I paid $25.99 for eight pieces of chicken and only got four pieces. She said she went back to KFC to complain, but the manager claimed he was the one who packed the bag, and he gave her the correct amount. So she ends the rants by saying, And I want my chicken! Well, the dispatcher waited a beat and responded, okay, that's going to be more of a civil matter. You'd have to take it up with KFC. There's not much the police can do about it. But an officer was dispatched. He told the woman he was unable to help her get her chicken. Actually, listen to the whole conversation from the dispatcher as she tells her there's nothing the police can do. Please dispatch. Yes. I'm at KFC. Okay. And I came here earlier and I bought some chicken. For twenty five ninety nine, which should have been eight pieces. I only got four pieces of chicken in here, and the manager gonna say he packed the bag, but I only got four pieces of chicken, and I want my chicken. Okay, uh, that's gonna be more of a civil matter. You'd have to take it up with management, and then maybe someone above him. There's not much the police can do about it. So you can't help me get my chicken. I mean, I can send someone over to talk to you. <laughs> to talk to me. They should be talking to them. They see the people out there fooling. Who the heck calls 911 over something like this? I don't know if you think the chicken is fried. Man, you gotta check out her brain. I mean, if anything, the KFC manager should be commended. I mean, mainly because by giving her four pieces instead of eight, he probably added a few years to her life. I want my chicken! Well, there's... Sorry. Please can't help you get your chicken. And you know what? There's no chicken on the moon, so wham, bam, to the moon. Yeah, well, well, at least if you go to the moon, you're going to have Wi-Fi. That's right. Yeah, really. You can't get Wi-Fi to half the rural places in Pennsylvania, but by golly, in two years, the moon is going to have Wi-Fi, thanks to Startup Aquarium Space. They're bringing Wi-Fi to the desert planet in, uh, in the next two years. The company just got, what, $650,000 in seed funding to deliver high-speed internet to the moon. Oh, and maybe even Mars. Oh, yeah, there you go. Elon Musk is going to take you to Mars, and he'll have Skylink Moon, or Skylink Mars, or something. I don't know. Funding came from the California-based Draper Associates, the same venture capitalists who first invested in SpaceX, according to Inverse. Aquarian Space is hoping to deploy its first lunar communications system designed by Solnet by 2024. Now, as missions to the moon and deep space are only expected to increase in the future, the startup is hoping to get ahead of the curve. In 2021, there were 13 landers, orbiters, and rovers on and around the moon. Kelly Larson, the CEO of Aquarian Space, said in a statement, By 2030, 
we will have around 200 creating multi-billion dollar lunar economy. Listen to what she's saying. But this can't happen without solid, reliable Earth-to-moon communications. In order to realize its vision, Solnet will utilize high-speed delivery satellite networks with speeds of 100 megabits per second. There you go. We're connected to the moon by Wi-Fi. You know, there's, there's one thing these future visitors to the moon will demand. It's definitely access to internet porn. You know, really. But, look, but before we put Wi-Fi on the moon, I think we should just first put some people up there first. You know, I think that's... Well, like I said, you can get Wi-Fi on the moon, but Podunk, Pennsylvania still gets spotty internet. Well, I don't know about you, but... Um, you ever had uh, pet food by accident? I mean, you would think that you would realize the mistake instantaneously. I don't know some of the pet food that they advertise on TV now looks almost as good as people food, but maybe you won't. There's a woman on Reddit that said she was uh, talking to her dad about gas prices here a while back, and that led him to telling her about these amazing biscuits he's picked up at the local gas station every time he goes. In fact, he's been grabbing these biscuits for about 20 years. So, well, his daughter was a bit curious. So he said, I'll bring you a pack next time I go to the gas station. So he goes and gets her a pack of these biscuits. She looked it over and told him, Dad, these clearly say they are dog treats. Well, he was obviously shocked and said, I don't know if he's going to keep eating them now because... Well, they don't taste the same now that he knows about it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Do you ever bother to read the packaging, you know, or do you just buy them? You know, I mean, in all fairness, uh, the guy might have a point, okay? You remember when those um, international coffee creamers came out? Do you remember what they look like, Okay. They weren't in the little bottles like you get nowadays. No, when the International Coffee Creamers first came out, they came in milk cartons. Not the kind that's got the little, you know, screw-on cap. These were actual milk cartons that you had to peel back, you know, and open up. So, true story, confession is good for the soul. I stopped in the local... Sheets convenience store one evening, just looking for some something, you know, it was late at night, you know. Didn't really know what I wanted. I went back to the refrigerated section and kind of scouted over everything, and I saw these cartons. Irish cream. Hmm, wow, that sounds really good. So I bought the thing, took it out to the car and tried some, and I'm going... Boy, this stuff is like, really like a milkshake. Yeah, not until I had about a third of the thing down that I realized I was drinking coffee creamer. It happens. Well, this also happens too. And I love this. This has got to be my favorite story so far. You know, I don't know. I, I have never had done this, but I have known others that do. You know, you got that kid that gets their parents in trouble by being a little too truthful. I remember whenever, I, I barely remember this, and my mother 
went to her grave, never forgetting it. My first airplane flight was when we went to go see my aunt in Houston. So we took a flight from Fort Smith, Arkansas to Houston. And I'd never been on a plane before. I remember, of course, we get up in the air. And of course, I had this thing about looking at the toilets everywhere I would go. I don't know why. The, it was fascinating to see. I'd go in and as a kid, I would go into, every, you know, go into a new house. I'd go to the bathroom just to see how their toilet flushed. I don't know why. I did, you know. Well, obviously, we're now 35,000 feet in the air, and I wanted to go to this if they had a bathroom on the plane. And of course, well, I was in there, and boy, was that the most fascinating toilet I have ever seen. And I come back to the seat, sit back down, get buckled in. My mom says, you know, I think I've got to go to the bathroom. So she gets up, and she walks through the plane, goes to the bathroom, comes back out, and as she's walking back to the seat, I have to yell out, did you flush the toilet? Oh, my poor mother. Okay, so yeah, maybe I was a little too truthful, but this kid definitely got his mom in trouble. Oh, in a very serious situation. It was a 49-year-old teacher in Florida. Her name is Kristen Wiley, got pulled over on suspicion of drunk driving after she almost crashed into a cop car. The cop asked her, she been drinking? Well, she said, no, but... Her nine-year-old son in the back seat piped up and said, Mom, you can't lie to the police. You did drink. Then she admitted to having, well, I had two cocktails. Since she later took a breathalyzer test, and guess what? Her blood alcohol content was nearly three times the legal limit. She was not only putting the kid in danger, but the kid was scared completely crapless. The cop said that he wasn't even wearing a seat belt, and he was in the back seat curled up and crying. Kristen was charged with her misdemeanor DUI, a felony child abuse charge, and resisting arrest. Good grief. Given away by her nine-year-old kid. And I'm not even talking about the aged, the aged vodka that she was drinking either. She used to feed her baby from the bottle. Now I guess he's telling cops she's been hitting the bottle, you know? Oh, man. Way to go, kid. You know how I've heard people say also someone's got two left feet? You know, if they're a really bad dancer. Well, this might explain this rather strange robbery. A uh, thief in Miami breaks into a shoe store, like Mission Impossible style. He cuts some holes in the roof, enters through the ceiling, climbs down along the wall, and once he's inside, he swipes 20 shoes. But every one of them were left-footed shoes. It's probably because they just had one shoe of each pair, the left shoe, on display. But it seems like, well, that really should have been obvious to him. And he was caught on security cameras, obviously, but he got away and the police are still looking for him. Look, the shop just wants their left-footed shoes back. The owner, Johan Alvarez, is pleading with the thief to bring the shoes back. The most messed up thing about it is that they took a bunch of left shoes. Just come forward, drop off the shoes, just leave them here. I don't need to turn them over to the cops. I don't care about that. I pray that God put some sense into them and they just do the right thing at least. I mean, this kind of thing is, has happened before. There was a string of burglaries in Virginia, like, what, four years ago, I think, where the people were stealing right-footed shoes. Now, there's no indication that these crimes may be related, but, I mean, you know, those thefts didn't make sense on their own either. So, I don't know, maybe, what, I've just been waiting for four years for the other shoe to drop. Sorry. 
Uh, there's a fashion faux pas that, uh, well, I like this. You know, if you um, obviously are putting on two left shoes, that's definitely a fashion faux pas. But uh, there is a more common fashion faux pas. If you're seen wearing the same outfit as somebody else, right? You know, you go to church. That's always where you end up finding it. You know, you go you get a brand new Easter dress and you go to church and there's another woman that's got the exact same dress on. It just like flames up all the women, you know? Well, what about a dog? Artist Carmen McLeod recently posted on her TikTok about meeting a dog dressed exactly like her. McLeod said, So don't mind me shaking because I'm still processing what just happened to me, but I just need to show you. The video shows her petting a small dog wearing a blue sweater with white clouds on it. The dog sweater was nearly identical to McLeod's cardigan, which was the same shade of blue with white clouds on it. In fact, here's Carmen talking about that moment on TikTok. So don't mind me shaking because I'm still processing what just happened to me, but there are no words. I met a dog today who was wearing the same sweater as me. In what world does this happen? A really good world. Somebody in the comments asked if uh, McLeod and the dog were besties now. She says, yes, the owner and I are even getting coffee together. Good natured, I guess. That's, you know, yeah, well. Well, yeah, I, I know. I know. I feel like I need to make a joke here. I, you know, I, I, it would have been funny though if if um, if if the woman on the TikTok video showed the picture of the dog wearing the same sweater as her, and then just say, "Look what this bitch was wearing." Of course, I'm not sure if the dog was female. I don't know, but it'd still be pretty funny. Well, there's a school district in Arapaho County, Colorado. They are no longer going to name valedictorians at their high school graduation, starting with the class of 2026. It's not because they don't have a lot of dumb people. Maybe the dumb people are the administration, I guess. That's probably what it is. The Cherry Creek School District notified the parents in a recent newsletter about this change, which eliminates the recognition at graduation for the student that's earned the highest grade point average in their class. So, okay. The notification said faculty found the tradition is no longer appropriate for the students. They said the practice of class rank and valedictorian status are outdated and inconsistent with what we know and believe of our students. We believe all students can learn at high levels, and learning is not a competition. Now we all get participation trophies, right? Academic achievements will now be recognized in other ways, like an honor roll, GPA honor cords at graduation and department and school specific award ceremonies. Yeah, why strive for the best? You know, it's a terrible lesson for kids. Class rank and valedictorian status are outdated. Yeah, well, I guess it was nice being a world superpower while it lasted. You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, or 
you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com. And uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, And by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You are able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with uh, everybody in the community. Visit t.me slash insaneericlane. That's t.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. You get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop, or mobile for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And also, you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, on Facebook or Twitter, or visit the website at InsaneEricLane.com. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Pancho Viejo. Technically not today, but tomorrow I'll be Pancho Viejo. <laughs> okay, all right. The 30th anniversary of Pancho. I, you know, I, you, you're losing track of time, actually. No, no, this, no, this no, no. Be... Now you, you're beginning your 31st year, see. It's okay. Actually, you're th- you, you, you finished... 30 years. Oh, I, I, you know, sure. I'll, I'll, it makes me sound younger. So I'll tell you. Yeah. So just the yeah. 30th, 30th anniversary of Pancho. So <laughs> <laughs> that's it. You know, so any, any special celebration? I, I don't, don't know if I'd call it special. Um, I, <laughs> we, so we, we bought ourselves birthday gifts. This is uh, 10 days after mine. My son's is like, Five days after, and uh, and so it's just back to back to back, right? And uh, so Mrs. Wow. Poncho, she she just she wants to get a Dutch oven, and uh, you wow. know I, I found out uh, afterwards that she meant like a cooking tool uh, after a, a stern <laughs> conversation uh, in the bedroom under the sheets, uh, you know. <laughs> well, actually, you know, we've got. I, I say, I say this because there's a there, there's a farting story that we've got later today. So Dutch ovens. Yeah. Uh, if, if anyone doesn't know, Dutch oven is when you uh, fart under the sheets and you trap someone else under the sheets in with yeah. the fart. Right. Uh, kind of like how in a car 
they call that a clutch oven. Ah. When you lock all the windows and doors and you, you know, well, it's even worse if you like crank the heat up yes. just to make everyone suffer. See, um, and, and that's exactly what happened on as we were returning back home from our anniversary uh, some 25 years ago. Um, <laughs> where, yeah, and I didn't even know it was a clutch oven, but yeah, it was. And, and of course, my, my new bride was saying, do you smell something? I'm, I had this, you know. <laughs> sheepish grin on my face and then she's like really really you could have at least cracked the window <laughs> oh man yeah it's it is um so so either way no she she got her dutch oven uh the real one and yes, uh yes. not the joke one and, and i didn't actually do it by the way so if anyone i better not get letters it, it didn't happen this is a little <laughs> bit of an embellishment uh but you know because we share a bank account technically i did give my, my wife a, a dutch oven Yes. And um, so I, I went ahead. You know, it's been a long time since I've played uh, like video games. Yeah, it's been a while. I, yes, I, I don't probably have the, time. the last time. The last time that my my son was down there, I think that was the last time <laughs> yeah. you did it. It's about that's about right. Uh, but I was, I'm like, okay, there's there's nothing on TV right now, right? All movies that are coming out are just just trash. Like they're, right. they're not good. Right. Um, you know, you 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 had the story about the Oscars. The only good yeah. thing to come out of the Oscars was the Chris Rock, Will yeah. Smith, uh, yeah, the memes that come from that. Oh, I guess the I'll memes say are, the memes are great. <laughs> and that's about the only thing. Like the Oscar, the only good thing the Oscars and movies have given us in general in the last probably four years. Yeah. And so I decided, okay, you know what. I, I've got I've got to go out and get the, this new Elden Ring game, uh, and, and and this may not be saying much to you, okay? May not say much. It's <laughs> it's one of those Bloodborne, um, yeah. Dark Souls kind of games where essentially like they they created a new genre of video game, yeah. ten whatever years <laughs> back when they made it, the first one, because they they decided hey we're going to make a game that does not hold your hand at all. And it's actually brutally difficult. Like it's it's wow. notorious for being one of the most difficult games in the world, uh, mm. Dark Souls. And so they say, oh, but you know, but part of the like the accomplishment that you get is the fact that like there's not an easy mode or a hard mode. There's like, like there, you, you can kind of say that there is or is, but like they don't give you like easy mode hard. It's like no, you just go in and you've got to get good. And, wow. Um, and I enjoy a challenge. That's the thing. So yeah. most games don't actually keep my interest. These days, and I, um, I mean, I have I've been slowly and gradually losing sleep all week as I've been <laughs> trying to find time uh, to, to to try to get the Elden Ring and become the Elden Lord. And uh, I, <laughs> I will say, it, it definitely has me feeling old, and it's not helping the fact that allergies really just. They it hit full force this week. So yeah, they did. They they absolutely did. Yeah. So so you're actually even though you're getting older, you're now what emotionally trying to go back younger. That that? Oh, I, I guess you could say that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's I, I, I it has been. I've been usually I go running during my lunch breaks all week. <laughs> I've, I've, I've not been running. Or uh, so I'm gonna have to get. I got. I have a play set to put together over the weekend. So uh, okay. I'll, I'll get and out and have to have to I'm put down say the sword set, and shield. The the, the play set is for the third birthday. Is that what this is? The, the, no, uh, um, Panchito. Uh, he's gonna be turning two. Okay. He looks like he's three. I mean, he's a tall kid. Uh, but yeah, no, he he turns two in a week. Uh, 
technically just under a week now. Yeah. So yeah. that is, that's crazy. We've got, uh, it's the, the twos. Yeah. They've been, well, your, your you, life you will never one. be the, you'll never, your life will never be the same after the kid turns two. I just want you to know. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh man! And, well, and, so and and then of course after that the kid begins to you know formulate words a little better and then it's over. I so. can't look like I can't wait for the word formulation. <laughs> I mean, he's getting there now. He's he's really getting there, but yeah. uh, he still resorts like his main language is just screaming if he doesn't get his way. So <laughs> I, I'll take sass and snark over screaming and crying any day. I, um, I I'm going to come back <laughs> and ask you that question in about 15 years. <laughs> I, 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 I think I'm going to still agree with it. I don't know. I, I don't do well with the screaming, crying. Uh, at least communicate what you want. It, even if you're communicating it rudely, uh, yeah. I might be yeah. I might be more mad, but at least my brain is able to think a little bit clearer than the thing about it is the, though the fog you get with the, with the screaming. Well, but then you know you, you get the the teenagers and their method of communication is so underhanded sometimes. You know, it's yeah, almost whatever. like you're. Yeah, well, yeah, it's 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 really it's almost kind of it's the teenage catfishing routine, you know. They just they 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 fish you in some way or another to try to get you to agree with them about what something that they want, you know. It's I'm telling you, it's 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 an amazing knack that all all teenagers have, you know. Oh yeah, and uh, well, and also you know, once you start hitting the teenage years. That's when you start getting a little bit more interested in the dating world as well. True. Yes. Uh-huh. It, yes. It, and then so apparently, you know, that, that's a, those are the most awkward years to go about when you talk about dating. Um, yeah. However, the and, story and don't I forget, have for you. Don't, well, yeah, don't forget the zits, too. You know, you got to go through and you got to clean <laughs> the zits up. Forget, forget, right. forget Clearasil. You just use the filters on Instagram. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what the filters and Photoshop are for. I, um, you know, I, I, I'm starting to wonder though if maybe maybe the teenage years isn't the most awkward, uh, you know, phase of of like dating life. I'm yeah. starting to think between SpongeBob pajamas guy last week and this next guy, <laughs> I'm starting to think that maybe it's it's in your uh, you know late 20s and 30s once you've gotten divorced and rejoined the the. Uh, the field, I guess, playing yeah. the field after you've been out of the game for a, a while. But right, right. Um, so, so here's the story I've got here. And it's it's pretty funny. The the headline. I'm gonna have to read the headline because it's as good. This is it's a woman that ends up dating the real man behind a photo that was used to catfish her. <laughs> um, and, and so, I, I mean, I guess it was meant to be, right? At least uh, you, you know, talk about first impressions and stuff. And I'm surprised that. That this guy made it past the bad first impression his face gave, um, because here is a catfishing story with this big twist. Uh-huh. A single mother of two who lives in West Palm Beach, Florida. Her name is Hayden. She recently was catfished on Instagram. There's a handsome man named Marcus who DM'd her, but things started to go way too fast, and he got a bit creepy and threatening, so she blocked him. But a couple weeks later, another account with an image of Marcus showed up as a suggested connection on Instagram. Now, this time it had a different name, Alex the Officer. Mm. He, uh, well, Hayden, she decides to reach out, and they start exchanging messages, and she wasn't confronting him. 
she was actually interested in him. This yeah. time, they actually video chatted to prove that they were who they claimed to be. <laughs> and oh, wow. Uh, yeah, no, Hayden, this is a kicker. Hayden and Alex, they've been officially dating for two months now. Oh. And, and Alex says that his image has been used many times to catfish hundreds of women from the U.S. Wow. all the way down to Peru. Wow. Under several different names, including the, the name Marcus. Now, here's Nicole Hayden and Alessandro Cinquini talking about the crazy circumstances that led to the real relationship. I immediately knew something was wrong. They found me on WhatsApp and started threatening me and threatening, you know, that they were going to find me and they were going to find my kids. A couple weeks later, Alex showed up as a suggested user. When I started messaging with Alex and he said, to, can we video chat? I was like, okay, this guy's making sure that I'm actually not a catfisher. So Nicole was the first person that I was able to met through, you know, a uh, catfishing story. And so I'm starting to think that, you know, for any of my single friends, I, I need to start giving them like pictures of, of well, I, I need to start taking pictures of them and sending yeah. them fake accounts to kind sure. of like, you know, I guess wingman them and kind of <laughs> hooks them in the right direction, right? Uh, at least, yeah, like, oh, man, that go so crazy. It's going to make them seem way less crazy. Oh. I don't know. Um, oh, Hayden wow. and Alex, though, they say that they've been telling their story to warn others of catfishing and to emphasize the importance of being skeptical of strangers online. Well, be skeptical, but uh, I think, should you be skeptical or just clever? I, I, I guess it depends on who's doing the catfishing. <laughs> really you know well i mean look like any good angler it's all in the kind of bait that you use you know i mean that's all i think i mean but but still i don't know after playing the old switcheroo with this woman i think it's nice they all lived happily ever after you know but i have a story of a barista who tried an old switcheroo with a starbucks cost customer and it didn't end so happily unfortunately that uh, there's a guy in Connecticut. I'm not a big fan of Starbucks coffee, frankly. You know, I just oh, no. never, never have gotten into it. But, you know, like guy in Connecticut goes to Starbucks, orders a hot black coffee, but he got something much stronger. Uh, and it was not necessarily stronger brew. It was a toxic cleaning chemical, according to a new lawsuit. Ooh. Yes, the lawsuit is filed in the Connecticut District Court seeking punitive damages in excess of 75 grand because the barista at this coffee giant did not serve hot black coffee. No, it was doled out a horrible experience to a guy named Matthew Tyler Mitchell during a visit to the Greenwich, Connecticut location. Basically, in short, Starbucks, rather than serving Mitchell the hot black coffee that he wanted, he got served, well, a poisonous toxic chemical called Urnex, urn and brewer cleaner. Oh my <laughs> now, gosh. Now, I personally, I've never tried Urnex. I, I have used a similar chemical in our coffee pot at the radio station. Trust me, that smelled an awful lot like Starbucks coffee. I was going to say, I, I may not have been able to tell the difference. So it's really good that <laughs> I did not get that cup of Urnex. Yeah. Now, now, just to explain about this, I saw this, I'm like, good night nurse now you know the coffee urns can get pretty you know 
grungy, all right, because the oils from the coffee beans get, you know, there and it sits there and it kind of bakes into the glass and it, they're Pyrex. The urns are like Pyrex. So, and, and they can be a little stubborn to get cleaned off, okay? So, a lot of these vendors will give you this powder crystal look stuff and you dump the little pouch of crystals inside the urn, then run hot water just through the, 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 the coffee machine. And it kind of has a nice little blue uh, froth at the top as it fills up. But it, it kind of like, it literally it l like rinses off any of the coffee stains. Like it, it's that strong. Okay. So what you end up getting is kind of a, a coffee looking substance with kind of blue foam at the top. And you swish it around and that's all you do. No scrubbing, no rubbing, no nothing. You swish it and it's gone. Now, one time I made the mistake of taking it out to the outside and just dumping the coffee urn cleaner out onto the ground. Well, the next day, there's a nice patch of brown grass next, mm. next to the door. So the stuff is pretty potent. All right. So the guy gets served this in his and this is the oh, I just can't imagine this happening. All right. But Mitchell, he lives in Fairfax County, Connecticut. He orders a hot black coffee, gets his cup with a lid that appeared to be the Java he requested. So it wasn't an open container. It was a closed con container. <laughs> so the, he then uh, is, he took, takes a gulp of this purported coffee, which he swallowed, realized that he had just ingested a then unknown toxic substance, according to the lawsuit. The chemical immediately caused a caustic burning sensation in his mouth, throat, and stomach, prompting him to become ill and cough incessantly, according to the filing. Mitchell then opens up the lid and spots the blue chemical solution to his sheer horror before suffering severe dizzy spells and nausea, according to the lawsuit. Mitchell alerts a Starbucks manager about his ordeal, who told him the goof was made by the new employee. It's always the new employee. <laughs> they always blame the new guy who didn't realize that the coffee brewer was filled with this strong cleaning solution designed to dissolve the residue inside. Him. So the manager also admitted to Mitchell that the only warning system they have in place not to serve brewers containing Urnex coffee urn brewer cleaner was to take an empty cup and turn it upside down and put it over the nozzle that was <laughs> that's the so well look if you're going to serve toxic chemicals to someone look could you have at least put a little cream and sugar in it you know try <laughs> to lighten it up i don't know well i guess on the bright side though the starbucks employee though did pronounce matthew's name correctly and i think they even spelled it right on the cup oh man with a name like urnex i keep like wondering if if they get they got uh, uncle frank's uh, you know, the jar, the jar of Uncle Frank confused with the jar of Folgers. Right? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but really, I mean, the, the stuff is pretty, it, it's pungent. I mean, so, yeah, I don't know. The, the poor guy, the new guy, I don't know what he was expecting, but I don't know if he still has a job there. I, I just thought Starbucks was getting more cheap. Like I've heard of other drug dealers cutting the the potency of their drugs and filling it in with things like baking soda and other things yes. to, uh, yes. you know, um, I guess extend their supply and make more of stuff. So maybe, maybe that's just what Starbucks is trying to do. They kind of figure, know. Oh, look, we can, you know, try to stave off inflation. I mean, 
no one's ever going to be able to afford Starbucks coffee now, right? Yeah, well, now, I know with my inflation my, going up. Yeah, my my wife never liked coffee. She said it tasted like Drano, but in this case, it tastes like Ernex. That's right. And, and and this guy was suffering a burning sensation, dizziness and nausea on his top side because something was going into his body. Uh, well, here we have a woman who was probably having similar symptoms, but it was because she was preventing something from coming out of her bottom side. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I i don't know the name i i doubt that you will most most americans probably won't know this name but there are people in brazil do i've got a friend who's brazilian and uh he goes down to travel there um you know a couple times a year usually yeah there's a 27 year old brazilian singer she goes by the name poca that's short for her old stage name mc pocahontas <laughs> but She's in the news for a completely different and hilarious reason. She posted a series of videos on social media after she woke up at 5.30 in the morning with severe stomach pains. It was so bad she had to go to the ER, but it turns out that the only pain was due to the fact that she had refused to pass gas in front of her boyfriend. <laughs> and they said, so I guess that means that what, she doesn't get any, uh, she hasn't spent any time away from him and, and how long? Um <laughs> She said that they haven't been dating long enough to be on farting terms yet. So, <laughs> so I guess it's something you wait for the car ride right after you get married. Then, That's according to right. You. <laughs> and so, so she she'd been holding the farts in, and it caused. And this is what's great. This is a quote. I'm maybe from from her from the doctors. It caused a quote accumulation of trapped farts in her intestines. <laughs> <laughs> and so essentially she turned into a pressure cooker or a bomb, right? Uh, or a blow or a blowfish. <laughs> she ended up deleting the videos after they went viral. And I'm guessing it's probably because her team decided being full of farts could damage her sex appeal, right? Uh, but <laughs> the, the good news is that she's fine. And uh but you know, she says letting letting them rip. She says she's letting them rip from now on and encouraged yeah. her 16 million followers to do the same so oh. you're you're encouraging your 16 million followers to fart uh, yeah. in other words wow. and uh I, I can't help but just like re, re recall the um was it the old like arnold schwarzenegger movies uh you know where he, he's had was just a cheesy one-liner after yeah. he kills someone right oh he yeah yeah why don't you blow off some steam? Well, I don't know why I went Russian with that. I... Yeah, yeah. Well, look, she but... could do like a lot of other, you know, uh, struggling single mothers have done and just sell the farts on OnlyFans and she can make a little extra money as a side hustle. I mean, especially if you've got 16 million followers, I'm sure you've got at least a handful of them that would be willing to buy those farts. But oh, yeah, I, yeah. And to fart around your boyfriend, I, it might take a little it's a little bit better before you get on farting terms with them. So my question is, how long did it take you to get on farting terms with Mrs. Poncho? <laughs> I I don't remember. I mean, it, things happen. So you you try you try to you try to hide it, right? You try to squeak them out <laughs> here or there. But like when it happens, it's just like you're like, well, can't really do anything about it. And yep. and in the moment that it happens for the other, like, like um, I I don't remember who farted first. <laughs> but I do remember that within two weeks of dating, uh, Mrs. Poncho had gotten food poisoning from from a place that we both eaten at. With uh, it was a nice restaurant too, 
Um, that's why she goes to taco trucks, not nice Mexican restaurants. <laughs> right? This is like a fancy Mexican restaurant. Yeah. Food poisoning. Um, and, and so she throws up in my car like two weeks into dating. And, and, and I, I will say I felt bad for her, but there was a secret happiness inside of me that was like, I've got her. There's no yeah. way that she's going to walk away now. If she's yeah. like, he'll accept me after I throw up in front of him, then yeah. I'll be like, yeah. great, this is easy. And whatever happens, if I let a fart out or anything, then yeah. I'm in the clear because That's she's right. going to be puked in front of me. But, so, you know, for some yeah. reason, I don't know why, even when I was a kid growing up, you know, my dad would, would crack him without even blinking an eye, you know, especially after he had a whole pan full of roasted peanuts, you know, he could, oh, <laughs> so, but it was always funnier for some reason, if my mom accidentally let one go, <laughs> I don't know why it just, did, it would just, did, did she look like a dog who just found out it could bark? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I don't know, but but you know, speaking of that, see, I mean, I, I would, we've got two boys, and when they were kids, they would get into competitions and rate each other's farts. You know, whether it was a one out of ten. <laughs> do you, do you rate <laughs> like sound? Uh, well, smell. Uh, well, like yeah. texture, pungency, maybe texture. I was like mouthfeel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just say they have. I, I just tell them they've probably got a, a pocket full of Pennsylvania barking spiders. Oh my gosh. That's, that's it. But yeah, but this poor woman was afraid she'd probably scare away her boyfriend if she would, you know, shoot off a few air biscuits herself. You know, I don't know. But there, there's hotel guests in the story I've got here that would probably love to scare off some annoyances. So they have been given something to shoot off, not necessarily farts, but it's uh, hotels down in Venice, Italy. Now, apparently, they have announced that guests are now being armed against the city's aggressive seagulls. They've got an unusual form of protection. They're gun, just any kind of gun. They're given water guns. Okay. The, uh, the AVA, it's the Hoteliers Association for the City of uh, Venice, they say guests are being given these orange water guns to try to ward off the city's seagulls who are known to just come aggressively dive bombing after food or anything else they see as edible. Now, the thing is, according to uh, Paolo Lorizoni, the director of the historic Gritty Hotel near the Grand Canal, uh, tells um, ANSA they really work. They're, they're also colored orange, and the birds don't like orange, apparently. So he said the birds are already learning to avoid anybody brandishing an orange water gun. So who would have thought? I don't know. Of course, you know, seagulls, you know, I'm sure they'll probably return fire with something a lot worse than water. <laughs> OK. And if your if your hotel, though, feels the need to arm you against aggressive seagulls, I think maybe you might want to stay somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, you think uh, you're going to you're going to need to invest in a nice car wash, too. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this coming just a couple of weeks after we find out that apparently seagulls are also considered a deadly weapon if you assault someone with them that's right but look yeah. why give them orange water pistols when you could just give them free boxes of alka-seltzer that's what i said last time i'm thinking that this is only going to escalate things and yeah. and next thing you know the seagulls are going to show up with knives or something oh yeah you know but 
just get the seagulls Alka-Seltzer and watch the fun happen. <laughs> well, as fun as it sounds, uh, you know, being essentially given, uh, like getting armed up with water pistols to be able to go on vacation. Um, and, and look, I, to me, I think that would almost be a feature. Uh, yeah. you know, it'd be part of the entertainment, I guess you could say, um, I was trying to enjoy ship. <laughs> That's right. Um, trying to enjoy something, you know, to eat when you have dive bombing birds, though, it does sound a bit of a hassle yeah. and, uh, just, I mean, anywhere, right. Beaches, waterways, restaurants, no one really wants a bird flying around while you're trying to eat, much less a, a bird who wants to live on your head, unless you're really, really lonely. Hmm. There's, I couldn't believe this when I saw this. There, there is a bored, homesick English woman who's living in Africa, and she ended up becoming a human nest for a weakling finch for nearly three months, if you could believe this. This is a quote from her. She says, each day he made little nests in my hair on the groove of my collarbone, which filled me with awe. Oh, now, this gosh. is from Hannah Bourne Taylor, a London-based photographer and copywriter. She told The Guardian that he'd tuck himself under a curtain of hair and gather individual strands with his beak, sculpting, sculpting them into a round of, of like woven locks resembling a small nest. Then he settling inside, she continued, he would allow it to unravel when he was done and start again the next day. Wow. Wow. And, and would uh, that's the thing. I mean, does she sleep with this bird in her hair? Or oh, what? There's, there's nothing but questions I've got here. One, one of which is, if I grow my beard out long enough, can I get birds to nest in that? <laughs> Well, it would be a definitely be an interesting feature for uh, baby Panchito to to play with, you know. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but wow. I mean, all I can think of when I saw this story was the time that a bird did not nest in my mom's hair, but instead pooped in my mom's hair. That that's one of my favorite stories of <laughs> of all. And, and it wasn't really on her hair; it, it kind of slid down the side of her hairspray. Oh. You know. <laughs> I've it was, like, heard a, it was that... like a force field, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've heard the story, right? I've heard the story. Oh, yeah. It's one that I know that, that both me and your mother love to tell. But, yeah, just uh, if you're going to have a beehive hairdo, <laughs> you better protect it from, <laughs> from birds. That's all I got to say. But having a uh, – that would drive my mother nuts to have a, an annoying bird in her hair, you know? Birds in the beehives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, birds in the beehive hairdo. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I've, it was me. I mean, I would try everything. I couldn't get rid of the thing, frankly. I've, I mean, I've had a few annoying annoying bosses in my hair or, over the course of my career, and I've tried different ways to get away from them. But uh, if you're stupid enough to – knock off your boss the way these people are maybe it's uh you better get this get it right the first time but i i mean this is really stupid okay i mean imagine it's friday you got all weekend to unwind and you forget the reasons that you completely hate your boss now this is some advice i probably think these two idiots probably could have used okay uh both 30 year old hunter howard and 47 year old andrew Dottie, they work as security guards at a resort on Hilton Head in South Carolina. Well, they, I guess they used to. They don't anymore because they got themselves arrested for trying to poison their boss with eye drops. There's a, an ingredient in eye drops. I did not know this. 
that can actually lower your blood pressure. Now, now if you ingest enough of it, your heart can literally start beating really dangerously slow. So they put a bunch of eye drops in a coffee maker that only their supervisor used. Now, it's not really clear how many drops they put in or if it was even enough to even kill him, but luckily he's okay. Now, another employee found out about it, told the management, so he didn't drink any of the coffee. And then they called the cops, and the cop shows up and arrested him for tampering with a human drug product or food item, which is a felony. So now they're going to 20 years in jail. <laughs> All over some eye drops. All and over try to some kill eye your drops. Boss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. How, uh, now I know how to fake my death, though, if I ever wanted to. <laughs> Take some eye drops and, and ho- hopefully you get the, the measures just right. Um, <laughs> if you were to try to kill your boss, uh, just theoretically, how would you try? How would you try to do it? I, I don't know. If I had to kill my boss, well, maybe. How about some urn cleaner? <laughs> <laughs> Give him a, a cup of Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds about right, huh? I can't believe that. Well, look, you learn something new every day, and apparently, eye drops, uh, you know, they they can they can cause some serious damage to your heart. Uh, yeah. kind of like the damage that you could cause uh, over the you know over a prank, especially one that goes too far. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> this is pretty funny. I, I think it's funny at least, mostly because of uh, I, I guess people's. Getting really involved in politics these days, we'll call it. Yeah. Um, there, there's this prank that was pulled on uh, on this woman here, and I'll, I'll, I'll preface it by saying that some people have more of a sense of humor than others, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I've noticed that most people that are involved in anything government tend to have their sense of humors and souls sucked out of them, you know? Yeah, they do. They do. And so there's a woman who's suing a novelty gift company after they sent her a life-size penis-shaped chocolate to her door. <laughs> Linda Parks of Ventura Company, California, uh, filed a complaint dealing or detailing emotional distress she felt upon getting the unexpected delivery I'm going to call it the unexpected package from the yeah. company Dick at Your Door. Now, if you didn't know there's a company called Dick at Your Door, you now know this. Uh, <laughs> now, this is owned by Rain Parade LLC. In the report, Park says the chocolate phallus has, quote-unquote, no redeeming social qualities whatsoever. And uh, now the chocolate says, geez, you didn't have to be so harsh. Yeah, uh, yeah. She's suing for damages, including psychological counseling, lost wages, and cost of the suit. And wow. she says that she received the chocolate in 2021 when she was acting supervisor of Ventura County, or company, uh, and a, an effort to recall her position was underway after she voted in favor of suing businesses that refused to comply with state and country regulations to slow the spread of COVID-19, such as indoor mask wearing. The mm. recall effort failed. Parks says a note in the delivery box said, "Enjoy your early retirement. You deserve it." I, no. I think it. Yeah, I think it should have just said, "Eat this." <laughs> and, well, and then in court, you can you could kind of claim, "Oh no, I didn't mean like eat like I meant like eat the chocolate. It was a gift." 
Yeah, yeah. You know, this is what my company makes. I'm called Dick at Your Door. I make these so that if I were to want to give someone chocolate out of charity, you could call it pro boner. And, ah. uh, yeah. <laughs> but have you seen the picture? <laughs> you know, I actually, maybe I should look that up, huh? <laughs> <laughs> when you said it had no redeeming qualities, I figured I guess there wasn't much to look at, you know. Oh no, it, it, the the picture is uh, it's quite it's quite a sculpture. That's all I got. <laughs> oh man, this is gonna. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But but <laughs> it, it is. It's... Oh my goodness! <laughs> I mean, they, they've got I, it, that is. Very anatomically correct, I guess we'll say. I mean, there is <laughs> that, that is the whole the, 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 the jewels and everything, veins and all. We'll the, say the 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 whole shillelagh right there, baby. <laughs> the whole shillelagh. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it could be probably it could have multiple uses for this woman, you know? <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, oh yeah, my. yeah. When I saw it, I mean, I, I had, you know, you know, when, when you have it envisioned, you, you think of it in one way. And when you saw the actual picture, you're going, oh, my. <laughs> oh, oh, you know, my. yeah, yeah, yeah I, 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 I'm, I'm just really wondering who was the model when they when they made this thing, <laughs> you know, Everyone wants to take a look at it. Just be be, be wary that it is. Uh, it's borderline pornographic. <laughs> descriptive yeah. is a good way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, uh, definitely, it's going in the in the Telegram channel for sure. That's for sure. So that oh, way, you you, if you want to take a look at it, view it at your own risk. <laughs> oh so, my gosh! So I, it, I, let's just put it this way. Let's just say that that if you're into you know some some on, on a lot of wedding gifts, you give this to like new new newly married couples you know the the chocolate um spread you know you can paint yourself in chocolate oh, just imagine yeah, yeah. just imagine painting yourself in chocolate that's kind of what this thing would look like <laughs> you know so now we'll just leave it at that okay so but definitely uh it, it's uh definitely an alternative to the chocolate easter bunny let's just say that so well i've got oh, some great I've got some great Ask Poncho questions, <laughs> none of which have anything to do with what to do with a large chocolate phallus that you get from a coworker. <laughs> so, but we've got uh, Betsy, who is looking for some help, and I can identify her with Betsy. But Betsy, she says, I suffer heavily from seasonal allergies. I think I suffer for, I think I suffer. I have winter allergies and fall allergies and spring allergies and all of them. Uh, so this is perfect for me because I, I have been feeling all week here. I, if you can't tell, I, I'm mouth breathing and talking again. I, oh. after just, I, I, we were like, we just got sick. Every single one of us are feeling yeah. these allergies right now. And, and our cars are in a, in a yellow yeah. blanket. Yeah, of, yeah. Of pollen. And, yeah, absolutely. It's... So, so Betsy's got these seasonal allergies. She says she's always had them. She goes in the last two years when spring came, 
My nose ran. I sneezed like crazy. I, I was looked at like a leper from peers, like I had COVID. Is this how people are going to now react this year? Or do you think people will maybe recognize that runny eyes and sneezing is not actually a COVID symptom? Uh, well, I, I can relate with this, Betsy. I'm starting to think that maybe seasonal allergies are going to be a blessing in disguise because it might be an excuse to be able to work from home, you know, like, oh, you know what, I should probably play it safe. I'll work from home until the symptoms go away. And bam, worked in your favor. I I will say um, I've noticed a big difference this year going out. No one. I don't think anyone cares about COVID anymore, at least down here in Florida. Everyone's they've moved past it. Everyone's moved on. Uh, and, and so I've gotten no hassle at all with this. Uh, everyone I've talked to. Oh, no, that's great. Yeah, I feel it too. Bam, that's it. Like it's so maybe it depends on where you live. But uh, I've been noticing people are starting to get back to normal. I think that's, good. that's a good thing. Though you could still <laughs> you could still totally play it to stay at home for a few days. Oh, yeah. And take See. the best of both of those. Well, the problem with me too, see, is that with with me, I've got the same problem that my mom had because it starts in your head with a head cold or allergies, goes oh, yeah. and drains down the back of your throat, in into your lungs, and I'm hacking it all up and and, and like hot. It's like I have a hairball or something. And then I haven't goes, reached the hacking phase yet, but I'm I just got past the the head cold or headache phase. Yeah, uh, a day yeah. ago, so. So I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, in the, even the other night, you know, I mean, they're just like, and, and my wife had asked me, she's like, are you going to be okay? I'm like, I'll be fine. I just got this, the stuff drains down the back of your throat and it just drives me up the wall. So yeah, but to me, it's not, not the, the allergy part it's the coughing part that people's going to think, Oh great. He's got COVID and he's going to cough all over me or something. Oh yeah. Well, I, I've got one more here too. Um, this is now. This almost sounds like something I would have done back in my college years or high school <laughs> because I just enjoyed leaning in on the, the weirdest types of humor and, and committing to a bit. I mean, like full commitment to a bit. And um, so th- this is from uh, Cliff. He says, "My roommate and I have been best friends forever, and roommates for roughly four years." Okay. It is one of my roommate's favorite pastimes to push people's buttons. I can appreciate this. Right? This is something I enjoy doing as well. Uh, maybe not as much as you do, but... Yeah, no, I, I, um, I live to push buttons. <laughs> he says, last year, he bought a hamster to carry it around and tell people it was his support hamster <laughs> in a successful effort to annoy people who are for or against service dogs. It was funny until now. Now that he's genuinely attached to the hamster, I, I want to get rid of it. <laughs> and, and I guess you fake it till you make it, right? Uh, he says, <laughs> I want to get rid of it <laughs> as it makes our apartment smell. But he really loves this thing now. What can I do? I, look, I think that you, you've got to let love just kind of have its course here. Yeah. As long as he's not making love to the hamster or, <laughs> you know, because so like, I, I, have you heard of gerbiling before? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. I've heard of- <laughs> it's, as long as he's not doing something that, that would end up as a, a featured story on yeah. our podcast, we'll say, yeah. then, yeah. uh, I think that you're good, right? Give him yeah. that. If he does something that is so so insane that 
we're guaranteed to be talking about them in a week or two. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be able to step in at that point. Yeah, True. no, no hamsters up the butt. Exactly, exactly. Mm. I I owned a hamster at one point. Yes, they do have an odor. That's that's true. I'm not going to admit. Uh, I'll admit that. But but still, I I could probably. I had in fact in my course of, of of a childhood, I've had at least two hamsters that I know of, and I can fully understand the need for a support hamster. I really can. I my my heart goes out to this guy. The good news I have is that hamsters don't live that long. So, <laughs> having had one as well as a kid, you you won't have to put up with it forever. That's true. So and and uh, and especially you know if you want to get a cat, that might make it even go away faster. <laughs> yeah, cats smell worse though. <laughs> Depends, I guess. Well, I I've got some great uh, entries for this week's insane game. So, are you prepared for it this this week? Oh yeah, I'm ready for some insane games here. Hey! In addition to checking out Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World on Anchor Podcast, which is our main platform, or on your favorite podcast player, you can now also subscribe and listen on your phone by going to my uh, Facebook page, at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, on your Facebook app on your phone. There on my uh, Facebook profile, you can look for the podcast tab there and subscribe and listen right from Facebook. Now, it's not available quite yet for the Facebook desktop version, so you won't see the podcast tab on the desktop version of Facebook. But if you are easier to subscribe right from my Facebook page on your Facebook mobile app on your phone, you'll find it right there. So hit that subscribe button. And also you'll find me on Substack also at E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E dot Substack dot com. If you like the podcast, oh my goodness, why don't you share it with somebody, you know? I'm sure they'd appreciate it too. Because, you know, trust me, we've all done something stupid. And when we hear the stupidity of others, it sort of makes us feel better. And by the way, there's that subscribe button on your podcast player. Be sure and hit that so you can get your stupid fixed. Got new episodes delivered every time they're published. Now, you know, you get two feeds a week, which includes... Our midweek bonus feed that drops every Wednesday with the Insane Week in Review and the Genius Awards for those stupendous stupidities. And then Saturdays, we have the weekend feed that features Pancho Guero, my insane Florida nephew, with the stupid stories from Florida and beyond. And we always enjoy a weekly round of the Insane Game Show, which you can play along at home. You can also subscribe and listen on your phone by going to at Insane Eric Lane on your Facebook app. Uh, on your app for your phone, look for the podcast tab on my Facebook page and subscribe there. But keep in mind, the podcast tab on my Facebook page is only available on the mobile app, not yet on the desktop web version. And I'm also on Substack as well, where the podcast is published there at ericlane.substack.com. And of course, since I pick the five-star stupidity, do me a favor and give this podcast a five-star rating. And while you're at it, why don't you write a really stupid review of the podcast, okay? Because when you rate and review the podcast, it 
sort of helps to improve its searchability out there, like anybody that's going to be searching for stupidity. But it will maybe get more folks to listen. And I might even read your review on an upcoming episode. So you can also interact with the podcast and get these real-time updates, a little behind-the-scenes stuff, and kind of uh, any other surprises. If you want to download the Telegram Messenger app and subscribe to Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. Uh, There you can have a little more interactive uh, uh, fun by leaving comments about what you've read. I'll share articles about some of the well, stupidity that you actually hear, including some of the videos and the pictures that we talk about all the time. So visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane Eric Lane. You'll get a preview of the channel and you can actually hit the little download button and put Telegram Messenger app on your device, whether it's a desktop or mobile or for a Windows Linux platform or Android or Apple platform. And don't forget, Follow me on Facebook and Twitter just by using that handle at insane, A-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. And stop by the website sometime because my feeds are on my website at insaneericlane.com. Uh, well, if I had a dick at my door, you never know. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, honestly. There's no right way to answer that question. That's what, well, <laughs> that's what you call a trap. But, well, yeah. the biggest trap is trying to eat one Actually, of those. Uh, the- trying, if you tried to eat one of those chocolate phalluses that you would get from Dick at your door. And the answer is no. Even if it's chocolate, maybe no. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> well, the question is, is there a right way to eat a chocolate penis? Mm-hmm. And are you more of a milk chocolate penis kind of guy or a dark chocolate penis kind of guy? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I could say, <laughs> did you, would you want to? Would you want your chocolate penis with or without nuts? <laughs> nuts. Or, or with, with the Krispies, Mr. Good Penis? <laughs> I don't know. I, you know how some people, when they get the chocolate, they get the chocolate bunny rabbits, they bite the ears off. So what do you bite off first if you get a chocolate penis? <laughs> uh, wherever you start. Uh, <laughs> it does not sound like a good I you, you could just start the jokes are self-writing with stories like this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, of course, it would be a pretty interesting date night for your wife if you bought one and hid it in your pants. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know how interesting. If I showed my wife even the picture <laughs> of that box <laughs> with that mouse, and I think that she would be traumatized from the chocolate <laughs> itself. <laughs> Oh man, it's like it looks looks more real than the real thing. It it Uh, really does. It really does. I'm telling you. Good grief. Well, I I I guess if it hasn't affected your your concentration, I'm going (laughs) to let you. Since at the time we're recording the podcast, it's not your birthday, but by the time the podcast is actually published, it will be. Yeah, you'll 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 have aged one day or more. 
but uh, we'll let you pick out what you want to start <laughs> off with your insane games since you're the birthday boy. Well, while we're on the subject of eating uh... <laughs> chocolate penises, yeah, right, I was going to say something else. Uh, let's go to, to Steakhouse or Gay Bar. Well, why not? Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, then I've got you some businesses here, and you tell me if this is a place they're going to serve a chocolate penis or if it's a steakhouse. <laughs> All right. Your, I thought you were saying it's a real, or a real one, but. <laughs> yeah, right. So <laughs> your first business is located in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It's called Lefties. Lefties. Oh, man. Uh, what, Lefties Nuts? Oh, <laughs> man. I think that. Uh, okay, well, um, Lefties. I. Uh, gosh. Nothing about this, other than my my D's nuts joke. Uh, yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. says indicates that this would be something. Um, yeah, like I don't know. I guess I would say countercultural, but I guess it's no longer countercultural. I'm going to say it's a steakhouse. Yeah, it's a gay bar. In oh, Pittsburgh. I should have gone with my gut. I had a feeling. <laughs> I guess they're left-handed in Pittsburgh for some reason. I don't know why, <clears throat> but. Anyway, here's one in uh, Austin, Texas, called the Iron Bear. The Iron Bear. Oh, <laughs> man. Well, um, I'm going to say Steakhouse for this. <laughs> it's a gay bar. Are you kidding me? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was saying, like, oh, no, no one's going to want to show up to a place actually being described as a bear. Yep. <laughs> Only in I guess Texas. they got a lot of... I guess they got a lot of hairy men down in Texas. That, well, yeah, they got a lot of those, I'm sure, in Austin, Texas. I have no doubt. <laughs> so <laughs> here's one. Ma Mas Mas Mastro's Ocean Club in Malibu, California. Is that Maestro's? It's Mastro, M-A-S-T-R-O, Mastro's. Mastro's Ocean Club in Malibu, California. Ocean Club. I think this will be a surf and turf kind of place. Ooh, surf and turf. Yeah, that sounds like a good place to be, indeed. All right. Here's one that is called The Avenue in Columbus, Ohio. The Avenue um, in Columbus, Ohio. I'm going to say Steakhouse for Columbus. Uh, first, sounds like a pretty classy steakhouse, too, for that matter. So, yeah. And your last one, you got to love the name for this business, <clears throat> called The Lucky Bull in Carlsbad, New Mexico. The Lucky Bull in New Mexico. Okay, well, when, you, when I think about, like, bulls in New Mexico, I, I think that this sounds like one of those kind of gimmicky type. Like, this this kind of rings steakhouse to me. It rings the steakhouse, yeah. yeah. It would be a steakhouse. Very good. That, 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 <clears throat> that could really, depending on where it's located, could go either way. So. Man, I can't believe it. I knew lefties. I had a feeling. Yeah. So, all right. Do you have a, another choice for a, a, an insane game? Let's go to a porn star or weatherman. Why not? I somehow I knew you were going to go there. I don't know why, but it, okay. I've You're, got something on the mind, right? You got something. I think something you've been having brain. too many. You, you must have had a chocolate penis before you uh, did the show today. <laughs> so, so, all right. Got some entertainers' names. You tell me whether it's a porn star or a weatherman. Your first entertainer's name is Nick. Jansen. Nick Jansen. Nick Jansen sounds I, I I'm pretty sure this would be like a reporter or a like a weatherman. It just has that sound. It has that ring to it. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> He's a weatherman for 25 News in Peoria, Illinois. That is correct. All right. 
Your next entertainer's name is Harry Reams. <laughs> oh my gosh, um, Harry Reams. Are we talking about uh, about no <laughs> Harry Reams? Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say it's a porn star. Harry Reams apparently goes to the Iron Bear in Austin, Texas. <laughs> so he is a porn star. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Your next entertainer is Brad Patton. Brad Patton. <laughs> oh, my gosh. With a name like Brad and, and you take a, you know, strong manly general's name or something and, <laughs> and I try to put together this super manly sounding overcompensating thing. I yep. think it's a porn star. Yeah, he probably has a probably has a chocolate penis too. I, I, mm. You never know. All right, very good. You get so far, you're three out of three. So your next entertainer's name is Danielle Breezy. Danielle Breezy. Um, well, you know, you think about the weather and a windy day. I think that Breezy would be the perfect kind of name for a weatherman. Actually, it's a weather woman. Yeah. Female meteorologist at WKRN Middle Tennessee. So, yes, very good. That's a very, I actually kind of like that name. It's kind of a nice, clever name for a, a weather person. So, your final entertainer's name, <laughs> Chris Hammer. <laughs> Chris Hammer. Oh, man. Well, this is obviously a porn star. <laughs> He's a weatherman for the National really? Weather Service in oh, man, Cheyenne, well, Wyoming. <laughs> Captain Hammer sounds he just sounds like a he's got a very porn starry name here. Well now if his, name was, name. if his name was Brad Hammer. Brad know, Brad Hammer. <laughs> yeah. so, there's all sorts of ways you can go with that one. All right. So <laughs> any other business any other uh, games you're interested in doing? Well, let's go ahead and do the um the golf course or rehab the golf course or rehab okay we've got businesses based upon where they're located and their names you figure out whether it's a golf course or a rehab the first business wheatley hills in east williston new york wheatley hills well when i think about hills i i, I think about golfing for some reason i think it's a golf course yeah, and especially if it's in East Williston, New York, that sounds very upper class. So, yeah, it's definitely a golf course over there in the upper scale part of town. All right. And I like this one. This was a business that's called Ocean Hills in San Juan Capistrano, California. Ooh, Ocean Hills. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with my, my uh, hills thing here. I'm going to say it's another golf course. Actually, that hill is a rehab out there in San Juan Capistrano where all the... I guess What's that's it? the hill everyone goes to die on. Yeah, it is. What what kind of birds return to San Juan Capistrano? Is it the, the there's they always say that's a sign of spring whenever the birds return to San Juan Capistrano for some reason. I don't know why. So all right. Here's one I think is an interesting name called Powder Ridge in Middlefield, Connecticut. Powder Ridge. Well, I, I think that they're going to try to keep rehabs away from from uh, powder <laughs> and substances. So I'm going to say it's a golf course. <laughs> I I never even thought about that. That's very insightful. <laughs> so yes, a golf course indeed. All right, your next business: Elkhorn Valley in Casper, Wyoming. Elkhorn Valley. Well, when you have things like elk and deer in the name, I started to think about. 
like rehabs instead. Mm. Well, it's in a valley too, you know. So mm. it's it's a rehab, indeed. Very good. Not too bad. You're pretty good on this one here this week. So, all right, your last business, Sunken Meadow in Kings Park, New York. <laughs> Sunken Meadow. Um, well, gosh, th- this is tough. The naming <laughs> is perfect. I think it's a red herring. Though I'm going to say it's a golf course. Oh, very good. That's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the red herring part. Yeah, you, it's uh, very, very good. I, I was, I mean, I, I thought for sure you were going to say rehab. So, all right, <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got left here. How about? Oh, we've got strip club um, or daycare. Strip club or daycare. <laughs> I think we may have saved the best for last here. This <laughs> oh, all right, I mean, <laughs> we've got businesses. Based upon where they're located and their names, you tell me if it's a strip club or a daycare. First one in Council Bluffs, Iowa, called the Playhouse. The Playhouse. These are always tough. And uh, you said this is in where Iowa? It says in Council Bluffs, Iowa. Okay, well this is this has got to be a uh, like a daycare then. It, it, and you know, in the middle of America, you know, this kind of thing. turns out it's a it's a strip club. Oh <laughs> so, god. <laughs> Well, you know, I guess uh, there's always that one. All right. Here's one, though. In It's called Goosebumps in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> Goosebumps. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, um, oh, gosh, with the Goosebumps. This isn't like an R.L. Stein-themed strip club, is it? It's a strip club. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I would think that they'd want to call them goose nipples instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that's definitely, of, of all the names of a strip club, I've got to admit, that's the most clever name of a strip club I've heard. That's Goosebumps. great. That's just great. All right. Here's one you may have heard before, but seems to be used a lot from Las Cruces, New Mexico, called the Toy Box. The Toy Box. Uh, Well, I think we've talked about the toy chest before, and a lot of those have turned out strip clubs. But Toy Box, I think that this is going to be – it's one word that makes the difference between the whole thing. I think this is going to be daycare. Yes, a daycare. It is very good. Okay. <laughs> There's one in Duluth, Georgia, called the schoolhouse. The schoolhouse. Um, I think the schoolhouse sounds like a place that parents would like to send their kids to, but that kids wouldn't like to go to. But I do think it is still a daycare. Yes. I don't know why they would call a daycare the schoolhouse. That's like an oxymoron. That's kind of weird. But anyway, that's what they do in Duluth. Our last business is called the Mouse's Ear in Knoxville, Tennessee. Okay. Well, I, I, I think I may have actually passed this one when I used to live there. It's definitely a strip club. <laughs> definitely yeah. a strip club. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while, you get one where you're like, I, I've seen I, that one. I think I've been there before. <laughs> I used to drive past that. Look at that. Especially when they made the mouse's ear. I, I can't think of a uh, what. What what is up with mice that makes? I it, don't know. I don't you know. know. I, I, I don't or know. Is it Mickey is. Mouse themed? 
I, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know what goes through the minds of some of these people that name these places. So, But I've got some great headlines for our fake news or Florida. I think you're going to really like these. So some of them are almost believable. So, all right, I'll give you a headline. You tell me if it's fake or Florida. Your first headline, a holiday man was arrested for driving a stolen car with a monkey riding shotgun. Hmm. So uh, every time we've had monkeys in these Florida <laughs> stories, they it always seems to be real. It's like I, I'm pretty. I, I don't remember if they ever actually. You know what? It did take place. Ace Ventura. They were trying <laughs> to catch who stole the Miami Dolphin. Dolphin. That's, that's right. So monkeys riding shotgun. I think is par for the course for Florida. Even in Ace Ventura. This is going to be a Florida story. It certainly is. Ah, there's, there's even going to be a story coming up, I think, in a future podcast of a, of the there's actual monkeys in the wild in South Florida. <clears throat> I have seen, I, apparently there are monkeys that are in my area. Yeah. I, I've never seen or heard them yet, but I'm yeah. told that there are some in the suburbs yeah. where my they're parents live. They're not native, live. but apparently they're in Florida in the wild. So, so definitely this is a real as thing. As long as they're not an invasive species. I don't know yeah. if we want that much poop being thrown about. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. Here's another and headline. The, the poop that I want being thrown in Florida come from the, the actual Floridians that well, live here. The natives. There you go. There you go. That's right. Oh, good. Here's your other headline. A Summerfield man was arrested for using marijuana to try and purchase a hot dog at a Circle K store. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, so trying to use a... a using a marijuana to, to purchase Mar a hot dog at a Circle K store. Okay. This does not make sense because I feel like a hot dog, what, it should cost like 50 cents a buck at a Circle K, no, I think that marijuana is going to be more worth more than that. I think this is fake news. <laughs> nope, it's a real story. <laughs> I, I guess they must have already been smoking it yeah. to uh, need the hot dog that badly. Yeah. I, I think that the guy definitely was not thinking reasonably, for sure. I would agree. All right. Well, here's another headline. A North Miami man was arrested for breaking into a woman's home and slow dancing with her cat. Slow dance. Um, how how do you how do they know? Did did someone <laughs> walk in on the slow dancing? Did they have a, a like CCTV kind of like security uh, yeah. camera set up? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna say I, this. This smells smells a little fishy to me. I'm gonna say fake news. Yeah, <laughs> definitely a little a little over the top on that one. Yeah, so kind of stretching it. Well, here's another headline uh, about a Titusville grandma that took her teeth out to scare off an intruder from her porch. I, well, this just sounds like it could be Arkansas, too. Um, or West Virginia or Pennsylvania. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say that this is Florida. Yeah, of course it's Florida. <laughs> That's, just turn your mouth wrong side out. That's the way to do it. <laughs> so, all right. Your last headline. A Dade County man was busted for drunk flying in a helicopter after he landed in a strip club parking lot. <laughs> I, I love the, the idea of this, but I think that this, this smells a bit fishy again. 
a little bit too much going on for this. I think it's fake news. <laughs> a little bit too much is right. That's right. Uh, but again, who knows? Anything's possible in Florida. <laughs> That's right. The um, the one helicopter pilot I do know would never do anything like that. So I mean, even if the guy was was drunk driving a helicopter, I mean. It would be a, a real fluke for him to actually land it in a parking lot, and it would be in a parking lot of a strip club. Oh yeah, that's, I mean, a, bit, uh, that's a bit much. Yeah, I, I I I could see him landing it maybe in a swimming pool. You know, I, well, I could see it more like uh, you ever see that movie Rat Race. Oh yeah, I haven't seen it, but I know what you're talking about. I, I see it more as like that the person in Rat Race that ends up finding their ex. Or, uh -huh. or like their girlfriend's cheating uh, on them while they're flying over their own house in the helicopter. Right. And then they start going on like a rampage in that helicopter chasing after this this guy that was cheating uh, on his girlfriend here uh, with with his girlfriend. And, and he's chasing this guy down in his pickup truck while this guy's in his helicopter coming down. And it's a hilarious scene. If anyone's going to be drunk and flying a helicopter in a crazy way, it's going to be that scenario. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly true. Yeah, I can see that very easily. At any rate, I, I, you're going to really enjoy, I think, some of the uh, stories that's going to be coming up in the future um, future shows. So I, I think it's the stupidity just continues to go on. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's uh, good, good to know sometimes. Actually, maybe, maybe it's, it's a little discouraging knowing that the stupidity will never end. Of course, it never will end. You know, I mean, come on. I was, I was trying to find one story that I could um, kind of give you a little tease on. <laughs> yeah, the one that I thought was really good was the, an, another school photo story where <laughs> uh, th this is just gorgeous. I mean, uh, they 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 had school pictures on St. Patrick's Day, and the photographer thought it'd be a cool idea to <clears throat> get the kids' pictures taken. With a you know, because some of them use green screens, <laughs> yeah, you know, when they do school pictures, everyone wear green exactly. and we'll put a green screen, <laughs> exactly. So now you know what's going to happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's it. just a tease of some of the stupidity coming up ahead. So, yeah, but oh, you man. enjoy a wonderful birthday and uh. Don't do anything stupid for your birthday, please. <laughs> oh, I will try not to. I, I'm I going uh, to also, I'm going to secretly message Mrs. Poncho and tell her where she can order a chocolate peanut so she can get that for your birthday. Oh, well, they, yeah. Well, it's, yeah. I, they, they, do, do they deliver uh, overnight dicks? Because <laughs> do, do they, I, I guess you'd call that a late night booty call or something, right? Yeah, well, who's to say that I haven't already done it? <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Hey, well, we'll talk to you next week. Another yes, year older. Uh, that, oh, that's true. And, and if you if you ever send a chocolate dick down my way, then I'll save it for when you come down next, and we'll go ahead and we'll eat it together. You will split it. That's a good idea. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll have to flip a coin to see who starts from the nuts and who starts from the tip. <laughs> Good. I'll just take the tip. Just the tip. <laughs> oh, you have a good one. If you think I have written 
all the stuff that goes into this podcast, you're giving me way too much credit. No, I have to give credit to a talented bank of writers that I rely on for most of this stupidity. I haven't got enough hours of the day to go scoping out all the stupidity that's out there, so I have to give props to Mr. Laugh's Comedy and Ad Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, the Universal Comedy Network, and Pulse of Radio at the United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane and visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify. Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.